0: Poinsettia. Poinsettia. I we have... don't do poinsettias. No. No. Like as much as I love door. Christmas decorations, it's never been a thing we do.
1: I always got a free one from my old job, but I lo- I like having one on the front door. They're pretty and poisonous.
2: <laughs> over the years, I've collected and because I I usually have two sitting on my front porch. So I have I had four over some reason i don't i don't even know where they came from but i have four poinsettias and so i'm like oh i'll just plant them by my my bushes out front because my house has red like um, trim trim like my front door is red and stuff like that so they would look good planted but i haven't planted them yet but they haven't turned red yet either
1: well we're in for another cold snap this week so maybe that'll but did you know
2: poinsettias do not turn color with temperature they turn color with the degree in which light beams hit them. Oh, so they really are
0: seasonal. Like. They
2: are seasonal. They know, they, they know that the sun is low in the sky. And that's how they are, are notified to turn red.
1: <laughs> notified.
2: Uh, poinsettias. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got the letter yet. They haven't
1: gotten the letter yet. Uh, I think they're pretty. I hope they turn red for you soon. I love these Christmas trees, Clinton.
0: Thank you, Rachel. We
1: are basking in the light of two Christmas trees today. Yes, we are.
0: Yes, uh, to make up for the fact that I was homeless this time last year, I had to have two trees this year. Mm
1: -hmm. And we usually have a really big Christmas party with a lot of our friends and family, and I am down because we're not doing it this year.
2: Yeah, there's not even a small Christmas party.
1: I mean, how would we do
2: it in these COVID times? You can't. I mean, you just got to be around people you like. In small groups.
1: That's why uh, Joe Clinton and I have moved in together, and because this <laughs> podcast is so important to us, we're, we're bunkering together. God, that would be We've terrible. left our families, and we're now living together.
2: <laughs> our sitcom, sitcom comes out in, in a few months. Three best friends talking about murder. I'd be
0: down for that maybe, like, three out of the seven days a week.
2: <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to be, like,
2: 15 years ago. <laughs> it, it's, like... Someone went into a TV executive's office and he's like, "I got this idea of Three's Company, but gritty, <laughs> but
1: gritty, but yeah. gritty. There's a pandemic and they're actually in a bunker, and they talk only about murder." I actually, <clears throat> I'm kind of digging that. I might watch and that.
0: He's not <laughs> pretending to be gay. He is. <laughs>
1: Wait, was he gay in the show? Connor? No, but he
0: pretended to be like that was the
1: oh, so that they could live together, cause right? Because otherwise, the, the idea of
0: a man living with two women was not was allowed. so gauche. <laughs> but a gay man living with two men, women was okay.
1: A gay man living with two men, <laughs> how gauche. <laughs>
0: Which actually was one of the things that made that popular in the gay community with that show is you got to see how a person was perceived because he was, quote, out as a gay man and the way characters interacted with John Ritter's character, even though he wasn't actually gay, it was a way to put it on TV.
1: Shit, this is more about Three's Company than I ever knew. (laughs) This is our new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Three's Company. Um, But no, I like your lights and stuff like that. Are you going to keep parts of them twinkling like that? Like, that's... Yes. Your final lighting design. Those are, those are final. I
2: like a twinkle light. I like a twinkle light. We have ours on the slow, slow blink. Yeah, I like that too. Um, but there are so many. I, I find that Christmas lights can get really gawny, really easy. And so I, I do like, but I do like a twinkle. <laughs> I do like a
1: twinkle.
0: I keep it classy.
2: Yeah, no, it looks good.
1: They look good. And Clinton always has live trees, whereas Joe and I are notoriously fond of fake ones
2: well, my brother-in-law has a pine allergy no seriously <laughs> no i know it's just but, i mean like if so i weird. ever want him in my house i can't have a, a real tree Ooh. looks like you're getting a real tree <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna cut off limbs and stick them around the corners of my house so he can't even come near oh like, a oh, like a vampire <laughs> a christmas vampire <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. shall we get down to business and why we're actually here yes. in our bunker? Yes. Our Three's Company bunker of Who, of gayness and murder? Who's introducing today? You haven't done it in a while, have you?
0: Haven't I? I don't know.
1: I
2: did it last time, Okay. and then Clinton did it before me, so okay. it's you. It's all you.
1: All right, so here we are in our Three's Company bunker with our... Maybe gay, maybe not
2: gay. (laughs) Clinton. (laughs) No one knows. (laughs) Someone knows. (laughs) Um, Okay, so
1: this is the Murder Brunch, and we are your Murder Brunch Bunch. I'm Rachel. I'm Joe. I'm Clinton. And we're here to give you two tales of murder and mayhem and see where a killer falls on Dr. Michael Stone's scale of evil. Nailed it. That was
2: good. I got it. I got it. I was really proud I just, of myself. I just enjoy that you you take it upon yourself to say it first. I thought I, I thought that was the thing. I thought the no, thing no 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 oh. that you nailed it. Oh, <laughs> you said it, and then you're like, "Hey guys, <clears throat> did you hear that?"
0: Self proclaimed.
2: Did you, you hear? It. We all
1: hear when I when I nailed it. How I just make sure. did
2: you know? Okay, so when it wasn't a smartphone, like it was before iPhones or whatever. But when you first got the phones that you could program, like people had different rings and stuff like that. And text message alerts, your text message alert on my phone was Invader Zim crying out, why am I so amazing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: uh. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh man,
0: I miss Invader Zim. Oh. Good times, Nostalgia.
1: Before we launch into our first story of episode 10, um, I just want to remind everyone that if you would be so kind to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that would be awesome you can find us in all streaming platforms that i can think of at the moment if there's one that we need to be on let us know and you can reach us in a variety of ways clinton can't you
0: you can Which we would love to hear from all of you. We have both a Gmail, um, which is murderbrunchbunch at gmail.com. Nailed Um, it. And then we also have the usual socials Twitter at murderbrunch, Insta murderbrunch. Our website is murderbrunchpodcast and Facebook is murderbrunchpodcast. So you can find us all there. Feel free to reach out to us. Joe does a very good job of dropping updates on our social channels.
2: Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Good, bad, and different. Even if you've never listened, mm-hmm. you can still put something out. <laughs> if you've never listened, no, it doesn't matter. Hey, I've seen your cover art, just not a fan. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Let's get into the meat. <laughs> Clinton, you ready for some meat? There, there's no meat. I in am this full episode, of meat. <laughs> so it's a vegan the, episode. It's a vegan episode. Nobody likes those kind of episodes. Luther and all of us. They're all. <laughs> they just kind of look at you like they're superior, and they're like, "Why you got meat in your episode?" Yeah. They don't like these episodes. You know what you can do? There are so many alternatives to putting meat in your episode. Yes. This is an impossible meat episode. Impossible <laughs> no meat. Ugh, this gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about today's brunch.
0: We should. It is worth talking about. It
2: was. Yeah, it's so you heavy, know, guys. You know, for a while there, we were having kind of skimpy brunches where we're like, oh, we don't know really what we're going to bring in. or Somebody brings in something, but somebody else forgets or whatever. But I think we've pretty much stepped up our game quite a bit since then.
1: Yeah. Today's brunch was definitely uh, one for the books it was we had breakfast sandwiches we had bacon we had pumpkin pancakes
0: yes not just pumpkin pancakes though I picked those pumpkins I roasted those pumpkins and I pureed those pumpkins myself
1: no we didn't he got everything from a can <laughs> untrue <laughs> yes the freshest of fresh pumpkin pancakes
2: and we had the roasted p- pumpkin seeds yes. those are good those are good fresh fruits hash browns hash browns oh my
1: gosh it just keeps it goes on oh, man, and on just a ton of food and then we had for our drink today nothing really related to the story my, my story takes place in montana so i was going to try to do ranch water cocktails which is a specific type of you have to use a specific type of seltzer water and tequila and like this particular but anyway it just didn't come together so i just went with a traditional brunch cocktail of mimosas but i did them all pink so it's all raspberries and raspberry lemonade instead of of orange juice and And a rosé instead Mm -hmm. of a A sparkling rosé yeah
2: you're a little late if it was October then it could have been like for breast cancer awareness oh yeah oh well but shouldn't we be aware of that all year all the
1: time be aware of those breasts and the cancer they may hold (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna get you (laughs) you gotta watch out for that Uh, get yourself checked so that's my PSA for the day I guess but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everything for brunch. Did we have anything else?
2: No, I think we're good. Clinton did change out his flowers, so the murder table does not smell like ass anymore. Oh, yeah, that is a, I'm, I'm sure you all were concerned, as <laughs> I, was I, but it's um, very pretty flowers. Yeah, they beautiful today. Sun, we got a whole bouquet of... Uh, sunflowers.
1: Sunflowers, and then a mixed bouquet of... We've roses and sunflowers.
0: Hydrangeas and mums and roses and...
1: Yeah, clinton really stepped up his floral arrangement
2: all i'm saying does not smell like ass yeah
1: it smells lovely get to the stories okay <laughs> all right so we're going as i said uh to montana but let's start with this is the story of bill stout bill and ann stout married in the 1980s and they had three sons ben from a previous relationship of Anne's, and noah and matt so they had three boys she was a homemaker they were very well off they were like the perfect couple they lived well you know it seemed to be happy the boys grew up well all that good stuff but in 2000 their son ben committed suicide so i believe he was 18 19 years old he was not that old and he committed suicide so it's very sad Anne said bill blamed her for this um but i've also heard reports that they blamed each other it was just any time a family has a suicide of a child i mean where do you go from there it's just an awful circumstance so, in March 2005, Bill goes to a wedding without Anne and meets an old flame, Barbara Miller. They hook up. They, uh. yeah, it was it was a whole weekend away, and they and obviously their marriage had been had suffered from Ben's suicide, and Bill was, I guess, feeling lonely and blah 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 blah. You know how it goes. Adultery. Adultery. Yes, this it is, is murder,
0: Brunt, not adultery. Punch.
1: <laughs> my apologies. We'll get to the murder in a moment. It is brief but Anne does find out about it in May. Bill immediately apologizes. He's cut off everything with Barbara and he says that he's going to dedicate himself to fixing their marriage. So they're all, they're all in it to win it. All right, but Barbara can't let go of Bill. She starts to send emails out to his friends and relatives, including his children who are now grown ups. Well, Matt is still a high schooler, but Noah is out of the house. She sends letters from Arkansas, where she lives, saying things like announcing their engagement, her and Bill's engagement, or announcing parties that they're going to have together, or just saying how much they love each other, things like that. If you're in a real relationship, you don't do that. I know.
2: Like, you don't say, hey, by the way, I just want to let you know we're happy. Yeah, right. God, can you imagine if you had a friend like that? (sighs) I don't need that kind of yeah, it's like positivity. No there. one gives a shit about your happiness. <laughs> there uh, is a
0: very popular phrase about uh, what you should and shouldn't do with crazy. Yeah,
1: true. Uh, so, and they're also threatening Anne. The the letters and emails threaten Anne, things like that. One night, their car is vandalized. They're at home and out on the driveway. Their car is egged and just totally wrecked and everything like that. And there's a 911 call where you could hear Bill calling the police saying, our egg just, our, our egg. <laughs>
2: Our i just got card. <laughs> Our car just
1: got egged. And, you know, please come and see who did that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Can you
2: please come, come by and yeah. investigate a crime?
1: So this happens for years. This happens for like two years. And then finally Bill has enough. And in 2007, he sells their house. And because he wanted, he always wanted to live in the remote parts of Montana. He wanted to kind of go off the grid. He wanted to have farmland. He wanted to have space. And so he finally does it. They move to a farm out there. And he and Anne are working on their marriage. On June 10th, 2007, Anne comes home from shopping with her son, Matt. So that's the teenager that still lives at the house. And they find a dead Bill.
2: Oh, um, this is not how I thought it was gonna go.
1: Yeah, he had been shot in his bed and it looked like from initial view that it was suicide. And after, since Ben had committed suicide, that's where a lot of people jumped to as well. That Bill just couldn't take it and you know, whatever. And he committed suicide. Barbara Miller is questioned immediately though due to her relationship with him and definitely seemed like he, he was the one that got away. Like they talked to her about what happened and she's like, Oh, he was my dude. And you know, all that stuff, but she denies ever sending out letters or emails, despite the fact that the letters were postmarked from her state and the emails had email addresses that were like, Oh gosh, I wish I had written it down, but it was something like freak in arc, like freaking Arkansas at yahoo or whatever (laughs) yeah i know joe's face says it all but barbara denies ever sending any of that stuff more research into the emails and letters reveals that the email was coming from a computer in the stouts household
2: oh gotcha it's
0: coming from within the house
1: (laughs) yeah it's coming from I'm, within the house. I'm
2: having like the biggest range of facial expressions. I know. Like I can feel it and I don't know how Vocalize to control it. it.
1: Um, the letters were postmarked in another state, but the postmaster actually talked about receiving like packages of those letters to send from his state. So like someone sends him a package of letters and then he oh, sends them. them out from Arkansas. All right. Well, that seems really
2: redundant and (laughs) just a a terrible use of the postal system.
1: Internet searches were found on the Stouts family computer that said uh, how to kill someone and how to poison someone and not get caught. And there's a note that was found, a handwritten note that tells you how to work a washing machine, but police believe it was coded and it was actually how to work the family gun. And so like the steps that they talk about the washing machine, like how to load and things like that, the washing machine, it's actually how to work the gun.
0: So uh, not wanting to have how to work a gun in your internet search history, but how to poison a body and get away with it (laughs) or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. The gun itself was found wrapped in a towel and put in a bag on Bill's motorcycle in the garage, put in one of his side bags. Side bags? That's not right. Saddle Saddle bags? Saddle bags. There you go. So obviously could it be a suicide because he hit shoot himself in bed and then go take the gun down to the, cause he, and he was shot in the head. I don't know if I made that clear, but it was shot so, in the head. So
2: they thought it was a suicide at first, but full well knowing that he didn't have a weapon on him.
1: I think they thought it was a suicide from the point of like the 911 call to, you know I mean? And then once they got there, they're like, wait a minute. This is, okay, yeah, so it, it wasn't was, suicide for so, very long. So
2: it was ruled out very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Instead, this is what really happened. On May 31st, 2007, Bill Stout reported his Beretta 9mm pistol and two magazines were stolen. The gun has gone missing, according to Bill. Ten days later, Ann Stout fixed her husband a nice dinner, saw their son out the door, had sex with Bill, and while he slept, shot him with his own handgun. When her son returned later that evening, Stout acted normally. Ann. The mother and son got up the next morning and went to Missoula for breakfast and a shopping trip to the mall. And then when they came home, that's when she pretended to find Bill upstairs. Okay. Okay. So the jilted wife did it. Yes. His stomach still had the contents of dinner. So police believe that he was murdered the night before rather than in the morning. and was arrested. Her sons are still asking for her release. It's unclear whether they believe she killed him. I, I think they, they do believe it, but they basically are asking for mercy in her case. That she No. <laughs> Instead, she has never been released. She, she is serving life in prison. Good. She still claims it was suicide. She has never backed down from that story.
0: So, when you walked us through the what actually happened, like Basically how that, was
1: that was how she was convicted? That was the.
0: But, so was it detective work that determined all of this? Because obviously it wasn't then a confession, right? So it yeah. was okay.
1: Yeah. She is currently in jail, and she's, she's now 56 years old. So she's going to be in jail probably for a really
2: long time. I mean, do you know what her sentencing is? Life in prison.
1: Okay, life in prison. I think she comes up regularly for parole hearings, but she's always been denied.
2: So she, she's the one who actually did all of the like propaganda. Yes,
1: all of the emails and letters and all of that came from her computer. So
2: once he was unfaithful... That was it.
1: Yeah. She did a two-year campaign to drive him
2: crazy, ruin his reputation, and then murder him. She did all of this and then sat down at her computer and wrote in, how do you kill somebody and get away with it? I know. And not that I want to like give tips to future <laughs> killers or whatever, but it's like, that's stupid. Yeah. Don't do that Go to the library so, you, could, you could argue Well first of all
1: She was a little bit older When this happened right So she Well could, she's only 56 She's only 56 she wasn't, now. Yeah no I understand But it was It was early 2000s Which is Basically the early days Of the internet No I would say that is I mean I was only Well I don't want to give a hell Old I was I mean, in 2000 yes. But yeah you, so 2000 the, was a
0: younger internet Right
1: So you figure that If she's not real tech savvy She thinks she can delete Those history Or whatever And then nobody's ever Going to see it And hmm. she was wrong
2: i don't know it just seems like someone who is so thorough to do this other stuff Say it from arkansas and all that kind of stuff and then you sit down and you do this random search
1: it's it, it, have you never done a random search on something that you're like you know if something happened this is gonna look real bad not
2: from my we home, look up
1: murders not
2: from my home computer <laughs> yes even from my home
1: computer i look up stuff that i'm like
2: i, I hope have, doesn't come I back have to bite never me. looked up how do you murder someone I've never murder? looked up how to murder how somebody? do you poison somebody I have looked up poisons because I'm curious about stuff Well, no but I mean the words how do you poison someone mm-hmm. or how do you kill someone I have never because first of all first of all if you want to do that if you want to look that up look up other murders mmm that's
1: a good idea. there's a little tip from murder brunch to you <laughs> <laughs> Uh. What if she is a fiction novelist and she was doing it for a character?
2: Again, again <laughs> look up other murders. There are the stories. They're written for you. Yeah.
1: But either way, that's what happened. So that is the story of Bill Stout and Ann Stout. And so basically, I'm putting Ann Stout on the scale today to see where she places. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> to see where she places. Okay, so here are my ideas for the scale, for her, her placement. I have three spots. She could be a two, which is jealous lovers, egocentric, immature people committing crimes of passion.
0: Ooh, uh, you had me in the first half.
1: I know, I know. Hold on to it. Seven, which is highly narcissistic persons, some with psychotic cores who murdered loved ones, okay. or nine, jealous lover with psychopathic traits or full blown psychopathy. Ding
0: um, ding ding ding.
1: Level nine. <laughs> I admit, she probably can't be a level two because crimes of passion always make me think of something very two years. I know. She that was that that was you, you but cannot. that means that means we're saying that she has psychopathy.
2: You would have
1: to. You would have to, right? Because she never gave it up. She I mean, at any point in those two years, she could have been like, I'm not gonna kill my husband. This is silly. What well, am I doing? At
2: any point in those two years, she could file for a divorce. That's true. Take half of everything he's got anyway.
1: An Adam Motive. He did have a $500,000 life insurance policy.
0: But you wouldn't get that if it was suicide.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: I mean, based on what you hear in the media. No, no, no. You're right,
1: actually. That actually was mentioned in the articles I read.
2: So it it was very much like it wasn't even for money or anything like that. It was simply because a revenge thing. And she was willing to wait. Mm -hmm. No, she was. Now, okay. The one, the highly
1: narcissistic person, some with psychotic cores who murder loved ones. I think that one might be considered though, because I think she believes she was too smart to be caught. You know what I mean? Like I think she did all this planning and all of this stuff because she's like, they're not gonna catch me. I I've got all I look at all this uh, this paper this paperwork I've done, Clinton. You know, so that I feel like she she thinks she's too smart for the police.
2: But I think at that point he's not considered a loved one, in that she's. I mean people kill their children to save them right you think that's what a seven would be well i was so you think about like the child annihilators or yeah. the family annihilators where it's like only they can protect their family mm-hmm. then something happens they feel like they can't protect their family so they have to kill their family because that's the only way that they can move on right, right. i think but they still they are killing their family because they love them and that's the only way that well, they see to go Yeah, on. but
1: I mean nine is jealous lover. So it's still it's still the idea that you love somebody.
2: But at that it's like there's that anger.
0: And I think there's a difference between I mean, here the context of lover versus loved one, like this is definitely jealous lover.
1: Well, I think we'd have to ask Michael Stone about that because loved one could just be his catch all for any kind of family member. Right. But okay, I'm I'm willing to concede it's a nine. I just I find it weird that it would be considered full blown psychopathy. I don't know, just
0: or just strong psychopathic traits. But I mean, you're you're right. It would be hard to us not being doctors. Yes, of course. Uh, and based on the evidence, we <laughs> it's
1: good that we remind people of that every yeah. now and
0: then. Uh, that we collected and researched, you know. Obviously, we can't diagnose any... Right. The the
1: narcissism part of Seven is really what grabs me. Because I, I feel like that's Anne Stout. I feel like she is narcissistic.
0: I feel she's more jealous than narcissistic.
2: Yeah, I would say that. I don't see narcissism in the story that you... Have told us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe you've read... You've obviously read more and stuff like that. So maybe there are other, like, um, little red flags or something that you know that we don't. Sure. But I'm not seeing narcissism. I'm just seeing, like, an anger that's a slow burn. For reals. I mean, two years is so long.
0: Woman scorned. Wolf. That
2: That is rough. They're together until death do them part. No. I All always right. say that to my husband.
0: <laughs> I I think... We are all closer to a nine than the others.
2: All
1: right, I'm gonna put her down as a nine. Let's see if she's next to anybody. Put her on the board. We really gotta get that board.
2: <laughs> We're never gonna get that board. We just say it for no
1: reason. The closest we have is a seven, and that was Bruno Fernandez de Silva. That was his last name. De Souza, excuse me. Bruno Fernandez de Souza. That's who Anne Stout is nearby.
0: Worth pointing out, Category 10, right after it, are the people that kill people who are, quote, in the way. Yeah. Such as witnesses and have extreme egocentricity.
1: I think that's like gangsters. They're always killing witnesses, right? (laughs) Uh, All right. Are we ready to move on to the next story? Yes. Have we fully... Recovered from that. it's a sad story. I No, mean they, it is super sad. I feel I feel mostly bad for her sons because they went through the the death of their brother and then also the death of their father. And it's like Which, and the jailing of their and then the jailing mother, of their mother. Yeah, they who literally ended up
2: being the killer of their father. They literally only have each other left.
0: I think there is a lot of, to talk about. Like genetically speaking, there you've got Ben committing suicide and he was Anne's. Yes, son. Yes, and then her being so psycho.
1: They may want to talk to somebody. So, <laughs> oh man. So. I
0: do think if you wanted to go with number two, it would have been, "Hey, I cheated on you." Stab. Right. Like again,
1: crimes of passion. I understand are typical. I don't like the term crimes of passion because it makes it sound very romantic romantic. Yeah. Or not
0: in like a romantic way, but like a romanticized view of
1: yes. it. I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like that's gross when it comes to any kind of crime. Yeah, it should murderer. be like a crime of impulse. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good way to phrase it. Um, Dr. Stone, if you're listening and you want to update your scale. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He
0: didn't
2: coin the phrase crime
0: of he
1: passion. He did not. And he did He did all the work he's done for us. And so we shouldn't ask him to do anymore. All I'm
2: saying is I'm a fucking wordsmith. Very much so. All right. So let's go on to our second story. Please. This is a unsolved mystery maybe (laughs) depends on your view of things there's plenty of people who think that this is simply an accident and so i went into this like oh this is gonna be simple and and it wasn't and i fell down a hole and couldn't get out for a little bit and so i've uh i've written quite a bit about it
1: okay so here we go a book so here we go here we go on july 8th
2: 2016 Mike Mansholt or Mansholt. I think it's Mansholt. These are all German names, by the way. So if I mess them up, my apologies. Are we in Germany? No. Okay. Uh, But why are you so nosy? Uh, But um, but, um, he's from Germany. Okay. I'm going to start over anyway. On July 8th, 2016, Mike Mansholt was 17 years old and traveling from his hometown of Oldenburg, Germany. He's... 1.67 meters tall or five and a half or (laughs) 5.5 feet for anyone in the u.s like or (laughs) Myanmar. so he's a he's a shorty yeah yeah Yeah,
0: i i'm not gonna give out my real height here that's six seven
2: (laughs) why (laughs) (laughs) people don't look and like find you with that
0: but i consider myself short for a guy and he is shorter than i five
1: five okay
2: he is well built, muscular, and nice. Was very naturally. <laughs> Clinton is
1: suddenly paying attention.
2: <laughs> He's 5'5", well built, muscular, and uh, has very naturally red hair.
1: Oh my gosh! This is Clinton's dream boy.
2: Mm, I'm scared. Um, He's either
1: going to be a killer or a victim, so I feel bad.
2: <laughs> the suspense. Okay. He has just finished school. He's ranked top of his class, has an internship with Airbus because he wants to build airplanes for a, li- a living and has plans to travel to Iceland the following month to run a marathon with his father in celebration of his 18th birthday. Mike is described as the advan- ad- mm-hmm, the adventurous type, which is a trait instilled in him by his father burned Through his entire life, Mike's father took him and his siblings traveling to many different and exotic places, including a 774-day sailing trip around the world. Oh my god. Like, they did that when Mike was around, like, five or six. I... Okay, I don't even want to take my
1: kids to Disney World at that age, because I feel like they're not going to appreciate it. But you're taking your kid on a round-the-world trip. Like, does Mike Enjoy that. I mean, obviously, he did. He has an adventurous spirit and everything. But that was just one of the many. Yeah. I mean, it was very much like he
2: grew up in this lifestyle. They went to the Yukon. What did his dad do for a living? He owned a goldsmith shop in Germany. Oh my gosh. And he could afford to just go on these trips around the world. Gold never goes out of style, (laughs) I guess.
0: And they have the vacation time.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh. All right. (laughs) but this will be the first time he will travel on vacation on his own and Mike heads out to Malta. Malta <laughs> is a small Island situated in the Mediterranean Sea between the Italian Island of Sicily and the coast of Africa, which made me mad. This is a description that I, I read over and over again. And I want to know where in Africa, yeah, because Africa is a continent, yeah. and it's made up of so many countries, and yet every description is like, "Oh, it's between Sicily." Like, let's just let's get specific in the in the Europe side and then Africa. So I found a freaking map, and I found that it's between <laughs> Sicily and Tunisia and Liberia.
1: Okay. Okay. So, all right, so it's in the Mediterranean.
2: Yes, it's in the Mediterranean. I guess I could have just put that.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I like how you pinpointed where it is near
2: Africa. It just makes me so mad. It's like, (laughs) it's on a little island that's this many miles off of this coast on this da-da-da in Africa. Yeah, that's not fair. (laughs) Africa is huge. It is. It is known as a tourist destination with beautiful beaches, warm climate, three Nesco World Heritage Sites. I didn't look up what Nesco stands for, sorry. <laughs> and seven megalithic temples, which are some of the oldest freestanding structures in the world. That's cool. We should go to
1: Malta. I'm to go to Malta.
2: I hear it's off the coast of Africa.
0: I'm going <laughs> to see how this story is before I recommend <laughs> that.
2: All right. Later, after I wrote this, I also found out that it's a tax haven.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this little tiny island. Yeah,
2: and so it has... Um, Kind of history of governmental uh, corruption and liberty with money <laughs> and um, uh, organized crime and mm. stuff like that. We'll get to that later. Poor Malta. At this time, Mike's girlfriend has been studying abroad in Valletta, the capital city, for a language course. Sorry, Clinton. <laughs> so the plan is to meet her there and have a little private vacation just the two of them but mike decides not to travel back to germany with his girlfriend and opts to stay a few more days up to a week in malta to explore the island i'm sorry
1: if i could clarify one thing real quick. Like, did he just graduate school like ho- high school or college
2: high school high school so he's, he's like 18 he's like 18 he's okay. 17 17
1: yeah. all right he's a baby
2: hmm okay So, Mike gets a room at the Astra Hotel located on the eastern side of Malta. On July 18th, 2016, he leaves his room at 8.39 a.m., returns to the lobby at 9.10 a.m., where he visits reception to pay for his stay, then goes back to his room. He stays there for a little less than an hour, then leaves locking his door at 9.55 a.m cctv uh, sees him leave the lobby wearing a blue t-shirt his phone in his hand and a backpack slung over his shoulder he travels down to the harbor where he rents a mountain bike for a full day apparently he expresses that he wants to go to the town of rabat which has a famous ancient underground catacomb and tomb area and then i wrote here me too mike me too (laughs) i would go there first (laughs) At 10:11 a.m., Mike sends a message via WhatsApp to his girlfriend, which translates as, OK, I'm renting a bike and driving through Malta today. However, the roads are so steep. I'll send you a photo shortly. You can only walk them up in some parts. With the bike, it's not possible, but it does not matter. It's a sporting challenge, and I like that. So Mike Mansholt is never heard from or seen alive again. Mm. I'm afraid of that. Clinton <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just
1: wrote a long line. Like He's like, I'm done writing things. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: clearly moving to the next section. Oh, gotcha,
1: gotcha. <laughs> the guy's dead, I'm done. <laughs> but yes,
0: on the timeline,
1: we. Yeah. <sighs>
2: That's the life part. Yeah. Now we're in the death part.
1: Mm, all right.
2: Okay. Because no one was expecting contact from Mike, it was not until four days later that anyone suspected anything to be wrong. It was only when Mike's mother and sister were waiting for him at the airport on July 22nd at 1015 PM that alarm was set in. His flight to Bremen was cancelled, so his mother concluded that he must be stuck in Frankfurt from his connecting flight, but she could not contact him on his phone it didn't even ring so the phone was turned off or ran out of battery mm-hmm. and then after looking into it she discovered that Mike did not even board the flight out of Malta okay so the last place he was was Malta mm-hmm. she immediately went to the police to file a report and at 2 a.m. on July 23rd Mike Mansholt is declared a missing person however as it turns out Mike was considered a missing person several days before the report was filed because when the German authorities contacted their counterparts on Malta it's found that they had already been looking for him for the past four days who oh well, are you gonna get into that I guess after he failed to return the mountain bike um, or arrive back at the hotel they filed a missing person because he rented the bike mm-hmm. gotcha the Federal Police Office, a.k.a. the B-K-A, which stands for a very long word that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> it's this word, if you would like to look at it. Go ahead, Clayton, give it a try.
0: Bundeskriminalam? No, I'm not, no.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. That's, a, that's uh, a lot of letters. Yeah, Bundeskriminalamt. Is this, is it? Is this German or is this Maltese? I believe it's
2: German. Okay.
1: Is it Maltese the language yeah, of Gaza? Maltese? Yeah, it is, is oh, Okay, yeah. great, great, great.
2: Malta speaks both Maltese and English. Mm, fun.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess that is German, right? Okay. Yeah, that's that's beyond me. I'm sorry for all of our German listeners that we cannot pronounce the word for you.
2: But you know what it is. <laughs> so the BKA mm. uh, takeover and an international task force is put to work. Lots of agencies, lots of specialists, and even Interpol. At this time, Mike's father, Burned, is vacationing with family in Croatia. Once he hears the news, he, of course, drops everything and flies to Malta, accompanied by Mike's brother, Daniel. They work heavily with police, trying to give them as much information as they can. They help with the search, and Burned tries tracking down leads, even the ones the police deem false. There was one lead, for example, of a man in a hospital who said that he saw Mike. But upon investigation and talking to him, he was having a hallucination from his medication. Mm. And so he did not see shit. (laughs) Thanks, guy. They pass out flyers. They check flight and ferry records, but nothing.
1: The ferries? Or the boats?
2: Yeah, the boats. (laughs) 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 Because Malta is actually a combination of three islands.
1: I assumed it didn't really exist. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) And and hence the ferries. Yes. on july 26th eight days since the disappearance of mike Mansold, the police receive a tip the source of the tip has never been identified or at least has never been made public but it leads investigators to the dingley, di, dingley cliffs d-i-n-g-l-i cliffs dingley dingley i'm not sure that's what it is dingley, dingley. Didn't they? Maybe the G is silent. Didn't they? Could
0: Dinley. be a, a, one of those glottal Dingle. Gs.
2: <laughs> if you know, please uh, oh, correct me.
1: Murderbrunchbunch uh-huh. at gmail.com.
2: You don't have to be mean about it.
0: <laughs> but it's fun if you are.
2: <laughs> so these cliffs are two hundred and fifty meters high, or eight hundred and twenty feet for those of us in the Thank U.S., God. Liberia, and Myanmar. <laughs> <laughs> and they overlook the Mediterranean. I don't know why I put that in because doesn't everything overlook the Mediterranean if you're in the middle of the Mediterranean?
1: You got got some cliffs there, yeah.
2: They are the highest point in Malta and close to Rabat. So it doesn't, it's not far-fetched that he would be there. Mm -hmm. It is here at the bottom of the cliffs hidden by bushes and under the overhang the body of Mike Mansholt is found. Mm. The body could not be seen from the cliffs themselves so it took hours and the use of dogs to descend and locate him. So,
1: obviously, I'm not very familiar with the dingley cliffs. They could walk down
2: to his body? Yeah, somehow. I mean, okay, so, obviously, it was a, it was like a hike. It was a trek. There was climbing involved and stuff like that. Right, so but it he's was, not like at the bottom of the cliffs. He's at the bottom of the, the cliffs. He isn't at the bottom.
1: Like, he's at, like, near the water kind of thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: Like, he hit the beach. Got it. Okay. I'm just trying to picture it all. Yeah. 30 meters... Or 90 feet, (laughs) 98 feet above him, the mountain bike is found with a flat back tire and a twisted seat. Okay. So he's at the bottom and then 98 feet above him is the bike. Right.
1: Meaning he probably fell off the cliff. One could... Certainly see how
0: his (laughs) bike accident pitched over it and felt in stories to your
1: death. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It feels so so ominous in here.
2: (laughs) Because it had been so long in the hot climate, the body was too decomposed for his father to confirm the identity. Oh my God. So they had to have a DNA test, which took another four weeks. Oh my God. mm -hmm. It's like 2016 though, isn't it? Like That doesn't seem like... Well, it's also Malta. They probably
1: don't have the facilities to sure. do it. And I'm sorry, how long has he been missing at this point? Eight days. Eight eight days and his body has already decomposed so much they can't identify him? Over
0: yeah. a week in the sun.
2: I guess, jeez. And by the sea. Yeah, salt, Salt. air. Wind, water. Yeah. Birds. I don't know. What are we we're doing? <laughs> we're not talking. Here we go. <laughs> Mike's sunglasses and shoes were found nearby. His shoes were not on. They also found... A camera case and fresh hay by his body. burned questioned the local farm farmer. He questioned the local farmer. Not, I just put farm. It okay. Yeah. Burns questioned the local farmer. <laughs> <laughs> the farmer. to <laughs> questioned the local farmer to find out about because, his son. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm right. Don't chase me, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know you can't once you're reading you can't absolutely deviate burn questions the local farmer of the Lovely. area about the hay but the farmer denies any knowledge of the incident however he acts a little shady burn, uh, burned reports this to the police more important was what was not found okay mike's backpack is missing altogether with all his belongings and his GoPro is gone. And this is a GoPro. It wouldn't have been in his backpack because he hooks it up to his belt. Okay. And whenever he goes anywhere, it's on and it's recording. Right. He sends photos and videos everywhere he goes. I'm sure he's on social media and doing all kinds of teenager stuff. <laughs> and he likes to send his father pictures and videos because they like to do adventure stuff together. Mm-hmm. So that's like, his thing that's important got it burned is confident that the gopro would have footage of his son's last day and asks an officer about it who confirms that she saw the gopro on his belt when the body was found but when burned asks to see the footage it is denied to have ever been collected he goes back to the original officer he talked to and she suddenly denies ever saying that they found it at all hmm Police immediately deemed that this is an accidental fall from the cliff. A doctor at the scene told Berndt that his son had broken his back in two places. But no one is able to explain how he could come to that conclusion on site alone, especially being that decomposition was so advanced.
1: Oh, so this was before like an autopsy or anything like right. that. Right.
2: This was like at the cliff.
1: He's like smoking a cigarette and he's like, "The guy broke his back in two places. Let's move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My name is Ozzy. <laughs> burnt is at the hospital when they perform the initial autopsy, uh, autopsy. <laughs> autopsy and is pulled aside by one of the staff who stresses to him that what she is about to say is unofficial but they found no lacerations on his body and no broken bones which directly contradicts a fall from yeah. such a height also no one can explain how if he fell from the cliff, his body would come to rest under the overhang. Mm. And the bike does not show the typical signs of a 30 meter drop. So, unofficially, what did she say he died from? She didn't.
1: She wouldn't say.
2: She didn't say that, but and it's unofficial. Right. So, there's no, like, written document. Nobody signed anything. Right, right. Hmm. But the fact that there are no broken bones. Yeah. Falling from...
0: ten stories.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, almost like... Even if he was killed... Say he was murdered
1: at the top during his hike, or his bike ride. Even if he was tossed over, he would have had broken bones.
0: hmm Yeah. hmm
2: That's mm-hmm, weird. Mm-hmm.
0: And also the... I mean, not just the bones, but the... So the zero... Cuts, abrasions, lacerations,
2: etc. That like, they could find. You can't roll
1: down a cliff and not get a little cut. Right.
2: You can't do shit without getting a cut. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like hiking and stuff like that, especially like the adventurous type who are just exhausting to me, but... Agreed. They, owe, I mean, like getting whacked in the face of the branch is just Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And get a cut. Okay. Um, Of course, Byrne goes to the police about this information, and it would seem... Suddenly they changed their behavior toward him. Which, I bet that I bet that staff member got something too if she's talking
1: to people out of There's gotta court. be a,
0: a huge like shout out here to this dad because he has he's like, trying. he is on top of this
1: mm-hmm. and okay, it, him. In yeah. he's in
2: it. What's interesting is that but he was a dad who wasn't he didn't go and say, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to figure out what happened to my son. He went and he he went to the police and said, "Tell me what happened to my." He's son. trying to right. do the
1: proper channels.
2: They gave all the police all the information about the the kid, all of his uh, his phone number, his his bank numbers, everything like that, to see you know when he was missing initially. You know where is he? And now it's like they find him, and he sa- he just wants to know what happened to him. Mm-hmm and it was simply the inconsistencies that he continued to ask about and then all of a sudden they seem elusive he can't get any straightforward answers and then he starts getting the distinct feeling that they all feel that it's time for him to leave malta he pushes the issue of the gopro and is then notified that yes they found something with the bonnie but when he goes to collect it, the police produce an old Canon digital camera, which it, we all know is nothing like a GoPro, and the family does not recognize it as something Mike has ever owned. And I mean like 1990s digital Canon. Yeah. I used to have one in red. You can see a picture of it, right? Yeah. It's not a GoPro whatsoever.
1: They pulled that like out of the evidence room and they're like,
2: uh, here's your camera. Yeah. this cool GoPro. And they also gave him... A ruined... Card. Card, yeah. SD card. SD card or whatever.
1: Um, whatever those cameras used to take. Probably yeah. wasn't even SD card. It was probably like a floppy <laughs> disk or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick my floppy disk into my Canon.
2: But then again, so also when you see the picture of the the, the camera or whatever, because, you know, you, you push the the little SD card inside, the camera doesn't seem like it is destroyed enough to actually... Get to the SD card. Right.
1: Why would the SD card be destroyed if the camera's in fine condition? Yeah. A camera that doesn't even belong to him in the first place. Yes. Yeah.
2: To this day, neither the GoPro nor Mike's backpack or the contents of which have ever been found. The police tell Byrne that the belongings must have been stolen, but Maltese people would never steal, so it must have been a tourist. That's what the cop said? Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, stealing is yeah is a cultural thing yeah <laughs> burned must return to germany on august 17th 2016 mike's body is returned to germany it is three days after his 18th birthday and the funeral director gets a surprise mm-hmm. upon opening the casket he finds that the body was never embalmed and left to continue oh <gasps> what a fact that makes it impossible to perform the secondary autopsy correctly
1: because that's what burned had planned. He was going to have another autopsy done in Germany by German cops. <laughs>
2: right? They are so meticulous. Well,
1: I mean, no, compared to these Maltese guys. Well,
2: I mean, the thing about it is is even if he wasn't. Yeah. Why is it not involved?
1: Yeah. Plus, that just seems very disrespectful. You just send
2: like a basically a bucket of goo home. <laughs> Bodies are gross. Bodies are gross. The things that our bodies do when we're not walking around and breathing and everything like that it is just nasty. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So, not involved, can't do the second autopsy. When the German police are notified, they also express their concerns as the remains, when received at the airport, seemed far too light, only about 35 pounds. Turns out all of his organs are gone. <gasps> what? His brain, heart, Lungs, liver, pancreas, adrenal glands, right kidney, bladder, prostate, stomach, small intestine, and others.
1: That is just left a bucket of
2: goo.
0: So, I mean, at this point, it's it's skeleton and not even skin because you wouldn't have much like.
2: Yeah, because it's all de- decomposed. So I mean, there muscles? is a there is a body and stuff like that, but it's like all right, you know, deflated. Deflated is. <laughs> or you know sunken yeah gross poor mike now i will say this it is customary when you do an autopsy that they remove all these organs right to test them and stuff like that if there's nothing wrong with them say like he fell yeah and nothing you put them back yeah then it's customary to put them all in a bag and put them back in the chest cavity and there have been other instances where either someone was incompetent or lazy or just plain old messed up and they didn't put the organs back Mm -hmm. there are other tales of that happening that wasn't like foul play or anything like that it's just someone like whoops right there's just a bag of organs I don't know where they go in this case we don't know if that's what happened the Maltese medical examiner says that all the organs were eaten by wildlife, and the brain dissolved from the heat before the body was found. But that contradicts findings and statements made at the time of finding it.
1: Right. I mean, the autopsy report alone must have had stuff in there about organs or something like that.
2: Well, also, the body was seen by Byrne. Yeah. When they were removing right, it off Right, because he said he
0: couldn't page. identify him, yeah. and they had to do the DNA. So, like, he's clearly seen it.
1: With right. organs in it.
2: It was obviously not sunken. Yeah. You know? Also, brains don't do that. (laughs) Especially not in eight days.
1: Yeah. They just boil out of your head.
2: Yeah, they don't... It's not like it leaks out of your ear. Right. They eventually do a second autopsy. Ooh. To determine what they can determine. Yeah. In that second autopsy, they find no signs of bite marks... Also, the German authorities state that they never received a copy of the initial autopsy report. Mm. So this guy, this doctor, it's the same doctor who said that his back was broken twice. Right. He said rodents ate all of all of these intestines or all of these internal organs in eight days. Mm -hmm. But they don't find any bite marks on him. Mm -hmm. They find like I think they stated one laceration like on his arm or something like that and that's pretty much it. He doesn't even have broken bones. He doesn't even have a broken rib. So if really the rib, if anything happens to you, your rib is going to break any kind of fall really. That's going to be the first thing that happens and he doesn't have that. Right. Now they did say he could have fallen if he didn't break anything, right? Which they find very not happening but um unusual I should hard say. to believe hard to believe right if he had fallen not broken anything he could have had internal bleeding yeah. which could have killed him and he was still alive and then like crawled into the shade or something like that but died because of internal bleeding however they can't determine that because all of his organs are gone it is at this time mike's case changes from a mer- missing person to a criminal case in 2017 Bernd returned to Malta to investigate more he meets a brick wall when it comes to speaking to the police and when he finally is allowed to view the case file it is missing documentation such as the autopsy results and photographic evidence the case has been closed in Malta since they sent the remains back to Germany and so this is weird because well first of all there's no autopsy report as right. if they didn't do one
1: yeah, it's one thing to like not send a copy over to the German police, but not to have one on their own files. Right.
2: And then also there's no photographs of yeah. anything. And Bernd was there. And he was there when they found the body. There were... I'm sure there were photos taken. There were, yeah. he, he could see them taking all these photos. So what happened to them? Bernd placed a plaque in the place where Mike's body is found while he's there in january of 2018 the maltese authorities reopened the case they released what they call the entire case file though there is speculation it is not complete however no new findings are made why did they decide to reopen because of the pressure that they were getting from Bern, like he was talking to the german ambassador in malta mm-hmm. and everything like that so there was and you know social media and press he okay was, i mean he was getting the story out because he actually made a public plea through press avenues stating please give me back my son's organs mm-hmm. and so people were getting their attention on it right theories other than the fall include organ theft but there has never been a proven activity of that on malta a theft gone wrong someone tried to steal from him so that was happened. my initial thought right a hit and run and somehow they hit him on his bike
1: yeah but still the no marks from it's the no broken bones right.
2: he was accidentally shot somehow
1: and they just covered up the fact that he had a bullet wound
2: I guess because of the decomposition if the bullets still not inside right then or if it was in an organ and they took it out suicide no which I'm gonna say no thank you or he could have accidentally fallen And the Maltese medical examiner was just doing a shitty job that day.
1: Mm. Because all of his things being missing doesn't necessarily mean a robbery when he was alive. He was there if if he was lying in the dirt for eight days. Someone could have come along and taken his stuff. Also, if he fell
2: off a cliff. Though, you know, the search, it's a small island. Yeah. And there was plenty of searching going on. You would think that if it had found its way somewhere else that they would have found it. Because they also searched the other islands around. You mean the backpack itself? Yeah. Found someone who had it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's like, I was... I was so not optimistic, but like when you had mentioned how they had already reported him a missing person, it's like, oh, that's nice to hear that you know. Yeah, like they had done it already. He went missing for a day, and they'd already made a missing persons and started the search for it. Then clearly something shady. Mm-hmm. But like to walk through the the events that must happen, like however he was killed, potentially here we're saying then the killer moved him to the bottoms of these cliffs and then planted his bike a hundred feet up or like
1: well it it could be a case of the bike they never thought the bike would be found and they put him under there hoping he his body would be gone by the time i mean obviously it's real close to it or they
2: threw they took him Threw his bike off the cliff, took him mm, somewhere, yeah, did whatever, and then
0: and then yeah, brought him back,
2: brought him back, yeah. I mean, either way, so even if he accidentally fell off the cliff, how th- the case was handled was oh, not yeah. proper. Right. So is e- this is either a case of just incompetence or a case of some kind of cover up? Well, you were
1: gonna say about the criminal activity in on that country as far as right. So is that a theory
2: it is a theory in that if it was like like there's no found evidence of a organ stealing ring, right on malta however it has a history of being um corrupt having a corrupt government and having people affiliated with international crime and organized crime using malta as some kind of go between or base and there are a lot of companies international companies that have offices in malta because it is a tax haven so
1: do you believe like is that the theory you go with is that it was some kind of like organ stealing
2: no i i seriously don't know i think for me the most logical thing was that somebody tried to rob him things went wrong and they killed him on accident and then they hid the body. They tried to hide the body or whatever. And then when the police came, this one doctor or whatever did a shitty job. Up. They didn't give a shit. He was a tourist. Who cares? You know that kind of thing. And they just didn't cross their T's and dot their eyes. And they just shipped Lots him back. And, and I mean, it's just one of those things where they kind of like, well, just ship him back to Germany and let them deal with it. You know. I think they never return the organs because the organs might tell you why he died
1: that is a possibility that's a theory because the no broken bones and no lacerations after falling off a cliff even if you're taken there by someone you're dragged or carried or you know something i feel you would have some other mark on you and if he had none then i feel like the organs would have told them how he died and malta didn't want whatever that was, found out.
2: Or they were missing altogether.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Clint, what do you think? I think
0: probably it's somewhere... Yeah, I don't know. That one's... It's... So, the, the big thing being is, how did he die? By accident or on purpose, though? Where's the indication on the body? You know, like... And and why wouldn't you be able to determine that in an? So is it, you know, the like? The but there there would there would be something done to the, the skull. Even you know, like if you're stabbed, that usually is glancing off of a bone somewhere. Well, this or... doctor said
1: that he broke his back in two places, and that's how he died. Uh, Every,
2: I mean, even the
1: but the organs
2: being missing and the GoPro makes me think a cover up. The what makes me think of the cover up is the fact that they gave him. A different camera yeah yeah. You yeah don't just grab a camera and say here's your GoPro, now get out of right, here exactly. because you're tired
1: of somebody right showing you, you maintain there was never a gopro now, that officer was mistaken when she told you that there was one we just right never had but go it go could be
0: it. a cover-up of like as they're collecting evidence they lost that or stole that yeah or and so that's what they were covering up was you know like just mishandled stuff or it's the contents of the GoPro. That's
1: qu- that's quite a like wormhole to go down. As far as all they wanted to do was steal a GoPro, and then suddenly organs are missing. <laughs> this whole other story is done. You know what I mean?
0: And really though, like, and again, I don't I don't know enough about it, but it could be like you said though, where they're just they don't care enough about this. They just want to get rid of the body. Yeah. They've already done a shitty job with autopsies. They didn't keep the organ like. I can see that being 100%. They well, just didn't care enough. That would
1: be a good question. Like, does this doctor have a history of doing this kind of thing where he screws up autopsies or, or whatever? Or is this a one-time deal? Like, he has no other bad marks on his record. If that's the case, then again, act cover-up.
2: Well, he is actually considered a well-respected member of Delta, yeah. and he's won several awards. and Cover-up. Maybe he's just now a drunk. No, I, I feel like they're, they're, something's,
1: that boy was killed by someone important or something like, I don't know, something crazy that Malta didn't want to bring back to themselves.
2: But who knows? This is who all knows? conjecture. This is all conjecture. And he could have very well... Fallen off a cliff oh. and landed on his back in the sand. I mean, you do hear about stuff where people are in like car accidents and walk away without any...
0: True. Con- he could have touched. literally just had a concussion with no broken bones and was unable to recover. Well, himself under that overhang. And some farmer brought him some <laughs> hay to lay on
1: and...
2: Yeah, that was another thing. Like the hay...
1: <gasps> it was a cow. <laughs>
2: that the hay was never nobody expected ever talked about that, or anything. Yeah. Like nobody could explain where that came from. Hmm. but who knows i mean it was a cow knocked him off the cliff the farmer's like
1: oh shit my cow and then he went down there and he's like mm, a backpack full of stuff i could take yeah <laughs> see so when
2: starting this right um <laughs> where did you hear about this one i was looking so i was looking up um the story of the um i think it was another german st- student so I, I wrote in like the mysterious vanishing of a German student. And it was the kid who was vacationing somewhere, and then something happened, and he went to the airport, and something happened there, and he ran away, and nobody's seen him again. Okay. okay. It's a pretty well known mystery. So I was looking at that, and then all of a sudden there was like a title that says, German student comes back with no organs, or something like that. And I go, Oh, well, I have to read this. Yeah. I've weird. never heard of it before. And then I went on Reddit and looked at it, because you know, you find all the, the most colorful things on reddit but in reddit most people seem to think that it was just you know a lazy medical examiner
0: yeah and it 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 all could be like it could just like you said this could have just been an accident and then they're like oh another dead tourist let's just move this along and then
1: Mm, he's such a little guy he's like he's such a kid
0: all right sources
2: yes let's cite our sources please
1: Okay. So the story of Bill Stout and his murderous wife, I got that from a Dateline episode, uh, which is really good. I highly recommend everybody listen to it because it gave a lot more details that I left out for time purposes. So it's really good. And then I also looked at some articles from the Revali Republic, which is I believe was Bill Stout's home paper, hometown paper.
2: And my sources are an insider article by Christian Schwebb. I found a podcast called Evidence Locker, that has a very informative episode about this. And then I also found this blog called Kudkas. German? Cold case. OK. I think that means cold case. <laughs> um, and it's a blog by Scarlett R. It's her December 1st, 2019 blog post. It is so in-depth, such a deep dive, very informative. If you want to know more information about this story, about Mike Mansholt, go there. Find that that blog post because there was just much, much more that she wrote about that I could not put into my story.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Murder Brunch. Murder Brunch. It rolls off the tongue.
2: Murder brunch. Say you, it with me. If you Murder say it brunch. enough,
1: what happens? <laughs> we show up in your living room.
2: <laughs> say it three times and we'll be there. And we'll be there. But we can't leave the bunker
1: right now, so... Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Do we have anything else for the end of the episode?
0: Probably just to reiterate that if you would like to reach out to us and let us know how you felt about this episode, we are available in a number of places. Our website is (laughs) murderbrunchpodcast.com.
1: We're doing this in the outro. Our
0: Instagram (laughs) is murderbrunch. Our Twitter is at murderbrunch. You can email us at murderbrunchbunch at gmail.com and on Facebook at murderbrunchpodcast.
1: Join us next week for
2: more mayhem.
1: More murder.
0: More snacks.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Uh, I love how you acted out. (laughs)